Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. The latest inflation number, 8.5%. Now, the good news is that's down from 9.1%, but it's still record highs. I want you to hear this clip from market strategist Victoria Fernandez. She tells CNBC that it's way too early to say that inflation has officially peaked. I actually don't think that the Fed's going to look at this and say, "Okay, great, we can take our foot off the gas. We can slow down a little bit here. There is a lot of data left before the next meeting. The next CPI um, number, I think, is actually going to be even more important because it's going to tell us, are we actually going to start establishing a trend or was this just more of a one off and we're starting to level off and we're going to stay right around where we are? Damon, Matt, let me get your opinion. Do you think we've peaked from this record high inflation and what can we do about it? Yeah, no, I think that's anybody's guess, honestly. I mean, again, you're still at crazy high levels, right? So again, you can't sit here and celebrate that, you know, costs are only up 8.5% instead of nine. I mean, that's not like (laughs) hallelujah, right? Right. So, but after those numbers came out, the market, you know, had done pretty well. It had gone on a nice little bull run. So the question is, is it sustainable? Is it something where they think the Fed is going to back off, that things will get better, and that they won't have to raise rates anymore? But again, it's anybody's guess. I I I don't think we can sit here and and have too much confidence in predicting that direction just yet. With inflation and and the the thoughts of, you know, if it goes back up, uh, there's obviously pros and cons um, when it comes to investing and especially with retirees. I mean, one of the positives of inflation being where it's at and if the Fed raising interest rates is that your fixed rate options for retirees, which, you know, need to have some growth in, in their safer stuff, are better rates right now. And we're seeing in annuities some rates we haven't seen since 2008. We're seeing in CDs and, and some other things, uh, some good options there, which are positives, right? That helps on our safe money to keep up with things. Um, you know, those are good. But then, you know, you also have the negative with the talk of, of raising interest rates. You know, when the Fed didn't raise, when inflation comes down, that, that kind of signals to the market, well, maybe there's not going to be rising interest rates. And so the volatility in the market kind of smooths out. And we see some positives. And, and, and I think it's nice to have a little bit of a reprieve, you know, as people have, have really suffered this year through some of the downturns of the market and the ups and downs in the last month and a half, we've, we've been able to gain some of that back. So there's always positives to what's going on. There's, there's negatives. And, and the key is understanding for your stage of life. And if you're 50 and older, that should be what we call the preservation stage of life, where you've got to have your assets and things uh, situated appropriately to protect you from what, you know, Matt was talking about, a, a potential pending recession, mm-hmm. so that you're not going to, if you're in the tail end of your working years, you're not going to have to delay retirement. If you're in the beginning years of your retirement, you're not having to feel like you can't spend any money. Um, It's all about positioning assets appropriately and then adjusting as life happens, as the economy happens and and being proactive about that. And, And it's our philosophy that in retirement, 
that is the best strategy is, is to have some active moving parts and, and some active management over just to buy and hold because what's different is we are typically now taking money out of that pot. And if the markets are dropping, now we're breaking the cardinal rule of taking money out when the markets are down. And if we don't have any assets that are holding or growing, that's where we get in trouble. 480-680-6868. Give the team a call. Take advantage of the complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis. Let's build that plan or take a look at your plan. Make adjustments as needed. No cost, no obligation to you. And Matt, last week, me and Damon talked a little bit about the Inflation Reduction Act. And uh, President Biden signed it uh, into law earlier this week. So a lot of people saying, hey, that's going to help our bottom line. It's going to save us some money. It's going to help the climate. But the reality is, and I think the truth is, it's going to raise our taxes. And the bill is over 700 pages long. I, I know you love to read. I know you're only about 300 pages in. But I do right. want to get your like your broad view of this Inflation Reduction Act. What do you think it means to pre-retirees? Well, I think, again, it's, it's a ton of money that's being spent. And does that cause inflation to really go down? Does it cause our debt to go up? Does it lead to higher taxes in the future? I think those are the big questions that are being debated right now. And again, one of the things that we've talked about, you know, at nauseum, and I'll mention it again, I was doing a workshop this week where we were talking about taxes. And I said, look, you know, if, if your social security benefit is not going to be able to cover all of your costs in retirement, then that means you have to supplement with your investment accounts. And for most people, they don't have pensions. And so they're turning to the 401ks and the IRAs. And so if we're looking out and we're saying, okay, if inflation's high, if inflation continues this way, then that means that you're going to be relying on that 401k and that IRA more and more to keep up with the costs of living. And so then the next question is, is, well, how in the world do I get more out of those dollars? And we spent some time and I went through some stats on, on where taxes are at right now and where they're likely to be in the future. And so again, we're in some historically low tax rates. If you look at what the tax rates are right now, where it starts at 10%, it goes to 12%. Again, right now you can make $340,000 on your tax return and still pay 24% or less. And I, I put up a graph up there on the, on the wall when we were talking about this from the projector, and it showed that in 2001, if you made more than $45,000, you were paying 27.5%. So if we just rewind the clock 20 years to back what tax rates were at, if you made just around 50 grand, you were paying 27.5% where right now you can make $340,000 and still pay 24%. And you could see people in the class kind of going, oh my goodness, mm. I, I never realized how much taxes were 20 years ago and how um, cheap essentially they are today. And so then we just went through that discussion. We said, look, if we keep spending in this country, if the deficit continues to climb, if, you know, if we're paying higher interest rates on all of this money because interest rates are now climbing, that means the government's paying more. That means more interest is being generated. Again, this is a snowball that's going to get out of control that at some point they're going to come along and they're saying, we got to increase our tax revenue. So this Inflation Reduction Act, guess what? There's a section in there where they're hiring more IRS agents because they want to increase tax revenue. Mm -hmm. Well, when they say, okay, we've got as much as we can out of the current laws, well, the next thing would be to change the laws, change the tax brackets. And so that's on the horizon. And so that's my big concern is what are people out there doing to reduce the taxes on some of this retirement money that they have. What are they doing? Are they looking at Roth options? Are they looking at Roth conversions? Are they even paying attention? Is your advisor even talking to you about taxes? 
or is it always just about the returns and what they're doing with your portfolio? Because if they can help you, if you can put some strategies in place, Damon and I always tell our clients, look, if we can implement some of these things, if we can help you save five or 10% on what you're paying in taxes, that is the exact same thing as a 5% or 10% additional return on top of your portfolio. And I think every single person out there right now would love to have an extra five or 10% on top of, you know, the, the, to overcome maybe some of the losses they've experienced over the little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we have got to be more tax efficient because it's going to come back to bite us if we're not. And, and that's on the horizon. I think tax increases are, are on the horizon. There's not going to be much choice in that. And so we just need to be more efficient in the way that we're preparing for that and the way that we're, we're allocating funds and the way that they're going to be taxed because it's going to make a huge difference in what you actually have in your pocket to spend. Matt, you've said it before, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the biggest surprises that most adults find in retirement is that taxes are still around. A lot of people think they just kind of go away when you retire, but you still have to pay taxes even after you leave the workforce. Well, people think that, hey, I'm going to be making a lot less in retirement or I didn't realize my Social Security benefit was taxed or, you know, there's all these reasons why people are kind of surprised at what they are going to be paying in taxes in retirement. But there are a lot of strategies and ways to be able to eliminate and reduce how much you're paying in tax. I just ran a scenario for a client. They're going to make about $75,000 in retirement. And the way that we were able to structure things, the way that income is coming in, their tax rate is going to be 0%. So again, there is ways to be tax efficient. You just need to be working with someone that's gonna help you focus on that as well as growing your money. Because again, they, they need to work hand in hand. You can't just ignore one because again, it can be a huge drain on what you actually receive and what you can actually spend. Damon, Matt, I saw an interesting study that said 37, the age of 37 is now considered middle-aged, which feels incredibly young. I yeah, everybody, everyone say like says that the, yeah, the 50s, you know, the new 40 or whatever that, you know, people because of health advances and all that kind of stuff that we're living longer and that we are more active. So that's surprising. Yeah. I mean, I always consider like 55 when you go buy in Corvette and or maybe go go a little crazy, get that toupee. But apparently 37, the same story had a survey of a bunch of men that are 40 years old. In 60% of the men in this survey said that they want and they need more of this in their life. Now, before your mind wanders. Well, let's, let's not go <laughs> R-rated here, you know? I mean, <laughs> okay, so everybody's second guess is probably correct <laughs> because 60% of the men surveyed said they need more money in their life because they're financially unhappy at the age of 40. And what was interesting, Damon, Matt, is that I started to think about our age as we grow where should we be? I mean, if 37 is now considered, you know, midlife, 40 years old, we're not happy. By then, you're in your career. You've got a family. Where should we be at the age of 50, 55, 60 years old? Making our millions, right? <laughs> right. One would <laughs> hope. One would wish. Apparently, yeah. And you, if you've listened to our show at all, it's called Success in the New Retirement. And so people start thinking about that, unfortunately, uh, usually too late, right? They're, they're thinking about it at 60 or, or a couple of years before, but really we, we specialize working with people 50 and older because that is the time that you should be starting to look at retirement and putting strategies and things in place that are going to significantly benefit you in that last 10, 5, 10, 15 years of retirement, depending on when that age is. And so at 50, if you're thinking, I'm going to start saving for retirement, you're probably behind the eight ball, 
right? Um, as, as we see people that come in, uh, it's a lot of fun to sit down with someone who's really done the right thing and, and head down working, putting aside money in their 401ks and other areas. And now they're coming in and saying, okay, I've built this nest egg. Now I need it to continue to grow, but really start to put in place some strategies that are going to help me be tax efficient, that are going to help me to uh, create uh, an income source that when I'm retired, because most people now retire in this new retirement without a pension, that's going to generate the income that's that provides that sustainable life that I want to live in retirement. That's not just sitting around watching daytime TV, feeling mm-hmm. like I have no money to do anything, but that allows me to live that active life that I've wanted to or that volunteer life or whatever it is that makes you happy. It does take money. And so going back to the people at, at 40 feeling like they don't have enough of it. Well, you know, in retirement, you, you definitely don't want to ha- not have enough of it. You want to have enough and it doesn't have to be millions and millions, right? Um, depending on your lifestyle. Um, but creating that plan and coming in at 50 and, and trying to start, you know, build that and create the, the vehicles is really what your where your mindset mm-hmm. should be at 50. You know, Mark, I think the, the way I would probably tell people to think about this that might be a little bit easier to understand and more productive for them would be to look at it and say, you know, how close am I to replacing my paycheck? Because that is more relative and applies to you individually, right? So we could sit there and say, I need a million bucks. I need two million bucks for every single person out there, depending on what they're spending, what their bills are, you know, what their lifestyle is like, you know, a million dollars or $2 million may be way too much, may be way, way more than they needed, or it could be nowhere close to what they need, depending on what they're spending. But the real question you should be asking is, well, how close am I to being able to replace my paycheck? Yeah, because that's more all encompassing because that then goes into a fact that, hey, you know, my goal is to have my house paid off in the next 10 years. Well, if I eliminate my mortgage 10 years from now and I just have property taxes and my homeowner's insurance, you know, what does that do for my monthly expenses? You know, my goal is to have my cars paid off before I retire. Okay, what does that do to my monthly expenses? You know, and so now you're mapping it out. And so, again, if you can sit down and put out your budget and kind of figure that out, if it comes out and says, okay, I need $6,000 a month to live and to be comfortable. Okay, well, that's your number. Maybe someone's 10000 Maybe someone's 20000 Everybody's number is going to be different. But from there, you can then work towards saying, okay, if I need to replace that paycheck, what resources do I have to be able to do that? And now you're going through your social security benefits. Now you're going through your pension information. Now you're going through your 401ks and IRAs and saying, how much income can be generated off of this? How do I maximize these resources? What options do I have? And now you're into that, that financial plan building. And so I think that's just an easier way for people to wrap their head around what they're going to need in retirement to, you know, maintain their lifestyle, to have some fun, do those things that they want to do. It's, can I replace my paycheck? How mm-hmm. close am I? What does that look like? What do I need to do to be able to do that? Because that's the magic. That's the secret sauce to getting to retirement. The day you can replace your paycheck is the day that you can retire. And so how close are you to what, what are the steps you have to take to get to that? Well, the first step is to make the phone call 480-680-6868 to reach out to the team at Acute Wealth Advisors. I want to talk about target date funds for a second, because with over $3 trillion in these funds, you probably have one in your 401k. But there was a study that says the funds have a fatal flaw in that as they go to less risk in later years, the more they go to bonds. Now, that's fatal because bonds have been a loser over the past 10 years due to interest rates. So what is your take on target date funds? Well, I, w- I would not say that bonds have been a loser over the past 
10 years. I mm-hmm. mean, they've been a loser this year for sure as interest rates have, 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 have been climbing. But for a while there, I mean, if, if we go back over the over periods of time where you go through periods of volatility, that bond portfolio can often be your saving grace. If you go back to like 2008, 2009, if you had an all bond portfolio in 2008 when everybody else lost 37%, you would have been up 6%. So I don't think bonds are a fatal flaw. I think the target plans and those target funds, the problem with those is how they get to the different allocations because people often think there's so many misconceptions about target date funds out there. They, people think that, Oh, that it has like a, a threshold where I can't lose so much, or it's going to go conservative when the market's really crazy. And that's not the case. Um, Damon and I wrote an article that got published and when we talked about these target date funds and we went back and looked at some numbers and what's shocking is in 2008, if someone had chosen a target date fund that said 2010, so this is someone they saying, I want to retire in 2010. So about a year before they were hypothetically going to retire, the stock market had that major crash. The average target date fund where that, that person was expecting to retire one year from there was down 24%. That means it got crushed on the stock side. Maybe the bonds were helping out a little bit, but it still had a lot of stocks in there that crushed it. And so we're seeing that now in you know 2022, that some of those target eight funds are getting hit pretty hard because the bonds are getting hit as well as the stock count. And so you, what a bottom line comes down to is if you're counting on that target date fund to be your saving grace, to be the, the way that you're going to get to retirement and not have to you know make any additional changes to your portfolio, you're probably going to be disappointed because they haven't shown to be a great mitigator of risk when you go through really volatile times. So you have to be paying attention to that. Oftentimes we're telling clients there's better options in their 401k that they can look at to diversify better, to be able to handle the ups and downs in the market and be better prepared for retirement and not lose a bunch just before they're ready to retire. You know, I was sitting with a client that came to us uh, from a a workshop that we did uh, actually back in the spring. They were gone most of the summer. So they came in and um, 63 years old and wants to retire at 65 at the time that uh, he can take Medicare. And in his 401k, 80% of his stuff is in a 2025 fund. And so the two key things that that he took away from, from sitting down with me was number one, that target date fund and and i asked him how's that supposed to work mm-hmm. and he see and he and he knew he said you know um i should be pretty conservative because i'm uh, it's assuming i'm going to retire in two years well you know the markets in june depending on which you know nasdaq s p etc had lost you know over 25 percent depending on which one we're looking at his portfolio in that in that one fund was down 23 percent you know, that's that's one of the reasons why he was here. He's like, I, I don't understand this and it should be doing this. And and then the other thing was when we looked at the fees, he was paying one point six percent in fees. And so, you know, there's fees that you have to account for. There's what is the fund manager, right? What's their philosophy and are they retirement focused or are they not? Because you might have some retirement target date funds twenty twenty five that have only lost six percent, which would be 
more in line and someone would be happy with that. But then you've got some that have lost even more than this gentleman's. And how do you know what fund manager you have? What's their philosophy? How are they going to adjust things as it approaches that target date? There's just too many unknown factors. And then on top of that, add high fees. It's just not going to work for most people. And while every 401k has this option and it seems like a great set it and forget it, you know, option, it really isn't. And so there's many wonderful, great options outside of that that can do the same thing. And Matt and I have spent the last 21 years devising and building those types of strategies that we're going to implement as you come in and see it. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.